Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Heart and Hand Extra, the second of our two weekly free podcasts here from the team at Heart and Hand. Uh, this is our preview show, and this weekend Rangers take on, well, let's be honest, one of the four biggest fixtures of our league season every season when we complete our cycle of fixtures against Celtic. Joining me to discuss this is Paisley's Rose himself, Mr David Marshall. Afternoon, David. Happy to be on and very much looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, I think so, and... Uh... Probably for the first time in in a few seasons, Rangers mm. fans are going into this with uh, a lot of confidence. Um, I mean, certainly I've been into the previous ones thinking we could get a result this season. Uh, maybe the the last game at Ibrox last season, but this this feels different. This feels, and that's maybe I'm being a touch disrespectful to Celtic, which seems to be uh, very much a concern of the Scottish media this week, but they don't appear to be what they were previously. They, they do appear to have gone a bit backwards under under Neil Lennon, and Rangers' form has been terrific this last few weeks, so rightly or wrongly, uh, I'm very confident heading into this match, David. So I've been I've been saying for a, a few weeks now that I think we'll I think we'll win on Sunday. It's on the you know I don't even think the most um, bitter and died in the world Celtic fan could argue that they have went backwards since Rodgers have left. They are not the same team that they were at the start of this season. Lennon has has dragged them backwards because you know Neil Lennon is not as good a football coach as Brendan Rodgers as that's that's just a fact. On the other hand, uh, on the other side of that as well, we have been playing some really nice football for about you know about, about a month and a half now. We've been on a really good run of form. We've had a settled team um, that's been doing the business. I think we've got every right, David, to go into Ibrox on Sunday and think we're going to get a result, particularly when you consider when they came in December and they absolutely shat their bed. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to Sunday. Let's start off then with, we're not going to spend much time on it, but the... Uh... 
the kind of fairly manufactured Guard of Honor controversy, which I think reached, uh, if you like, its apiothis and its most truthful point when Alan Stubbs was wheeled out by the Scottish media to say that Rangers should give Celtic a, a Guard of Honor. It's the right thing to do, yada yada. When it was pointed out that Alan Stubbs twice has refused to give teams a Guard of Honor when he was a manager of Hibs Hearts uh, in his first season in Rangers in the second. And to me, David, that just illustrated the hypocrisy and, if you like, almost the clickbait nature uh, of the, the Scottish media where they will create an issue out of nothing yeah. that's tangential to football, uh, doesn't have any real importance, and they will try and blow it into a big thing when they don't care about it either. They don't believe it's important either. And it shows you that there will always be uh, a willing ex-footballer out there who, for a couple of hundred quid, will say anything that you ask them to. Now, you talk about um, the rolling out of Alan Stubbs. It's an exploitation of a of a feeble mind. You see the people that uh, rolled him out and then pointed out his hypocrisy to him. These, uh, in a lot of ways, th- this was the same people that rolled him out and then hit him back with, oh, but you've never done it for us. So they got two stories out of that um, by exploiting a guy who's... Let's be honest, it's not going to be winning any Brains of Britain competition anytime soon. This whole Guard of Honour piss the last uh, the last week, I think a lot of it speaks to the insecurity of Celtic, David. They are not, they, since, since 2012, they have not been happy just to be successful. They need the rest of the world to tell them how successful they've been and how great their accomplishments they have been. Further to that as well, I think for a large number of Celtic fans, not all of them, but a significant number, the humiliation of Rangers has long outweighed uh, in their minds of what what brings them joy, the success of Celtic. Look as well to Neil Lennon's comments prior to the Scottish Cup semi-final when he said that no one outside of Celtic wants us to to win the treble. Well, obviously, they'd much rather their own team win something. (laughs) It's just it's it's a club which you know has got massive insecurities along with many other problems. They they need to feel like, and I think Rogers leaving halfway through the season to go to Leicester City uh, escalated this as well. They're very they're very you know precious about what they've achieved and the fact that nobody outside their own rank and file have been saying what a massive accomplishment this winning eight eight back to back titles has been because everyone knows it means it doesn't mean the same because we were out of the league for half of it. They know it deep down in their wee minds, but they need to scream it to the rooftops, and if everyone outside their own wee circle isn't doing the same, then they, they want to know why, and they want everyone else to fall in for them. Yeah, it's unfortunate for them that they have this fantastic achievement opportunity of a treble-treble, fair play to them, but you're right, you know, you speak to people in England, they, they die, but you weren't there yeah. <laughs> when you're a Rangers fan, and it's true. Uh, unfortunately for them, that is the perception. And The uh, thing as well, David, sorry, just interrupt you, when we eventually get back to the top and we win the league and we'll start winning trophies again, there's going to be a lot of Celtic fans out there who wish they spent more time enjoying about it and less time worrying about us. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, the, the this comic book guy walking down the street in the nuclear holocaust, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I've wasted my life. Exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, exactly. They should have been uh, reveling in it. But then I, I think that particular breed of Celtic fan, David, prefer to be oppressed. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that they're cut more comfortable in that than they are on the top. But to Rangers then, um, we go into this match, no fresh injury concerns. A pretty settled team these last few weeks, David. Uh, Alfredo Morelos returned last week and returned on the bench. I thought the correct decision, and probably really the only main debate this week, would concern him or the left-back slot. So we'll start off with up front. Alfredo Morelos was back, played 
the last 20 minutes last week looked understandably a bit rusty after being yeah. out of first team duty for a month. Still contributed, still got in the end of a couple of things, was unlucky. Fabulous save from a goalkeeper in the last minute um, from a lob that he did. It was a really watching it back. At the time, I was oh, Alfie, but watching it back, he's, he's caught it well. He's done right. The keeper somehow's got a hand up to it. It was just yeah. a, a top-class save from Marciano. But um, Jermaine Defoe did get the goal, um, taking him to yeah. eight for the season. Has been playing well, was linking up fantastically well with Scott Arfield, a feature of our play the last few weeks. A lot of our good stuff when I watched the game back last week came through those two. Um, I would be, if it was me, uh, and I accept incidentally before anyone shouts at me that Alfredo Morelos probably is our best player, but from a team point of view and from next season given the likelihood of Alfredo Morelos being off in the summer, I would be going with Defoe in this one. You're such a Rangers star. I know, I know. That that apparently is the thing. Um, but in many ways, David, I, I kind of see myself as, as the father <laughs> of the support. I mean, it's not for me to point out, but as Scotland's leading Protestant 2005 to 2010, uh, I do feel that you're all... I, I see you all as, as the children I never acknowledge. I've always wondered who you thought won the award from 2011 onwards. Oh, I but, think um, I discontinued it. I think I, I got yeah, to no. keep it. Fair enough. Like, yeah, uh, the Joseph Remy trophy and that. Yeah. But, um, I think they yeah. looked around and they saw and it was like Chris Graham and they went, ah, fuck that. We can't. How can you go from this to that? True, true. But uh, to the actual point, um, I've been mulling it over my own head, uh, you know, for the last couple of weeks, really, David, knowing that this game's coming up. And try to list the pros and cons there of each player. You look at um and how we've been playing the last couple of weeks, how Defoe's been playing and the system we, we've been implementing. I, I don't really know how you can justify uh, breaking it up. Also, to the point as well, um, something I've been leaning on, the fact that Defoe is going to be here next season. Alfie, you know, for all the well in the world, isn't going to be here next season. I'd love, like, I love Alfie as as do you as well, and as do you know the vast majority of our listeners. And I, I'd love him to come in, David, and get a goal against uh, against them before he goes. But at the end of the day, uh, a win for Rangers is more important to me than Alfredo Morelos getting a goal against Celtic. I I just can't think, I, I can't think of any logical reason. Okay, Alfie is probably our best player, but I just can't see any realistic reason why we'd break up what's been working so well for us in the last few weeks. I also think that I like the option of him on the bench. I, I love yeah. the option of as the game is is you know going into that last thirty minutes, last twenty minutes, whatever. The the Celtic defence turn around and here comes you know El Buffalo to ragdoll them. So for me, uh, yeah, I, I would I would go with the four in that one. Now, the other one that would come up would be left-back. With John Flanagan returned to the team after a long, long spell um, out of the first-team picture. He's looked fitter. Uh, he's looked sharper. He, you, you just need to look at him, uh, and I think you can tell that there's a guy that went away and worked really, really hard and has been significantly better when he's come back into the side. I mean, we just need to remember his displays. The last we saw of him was Cowden Beath, where he wasn't alone, but uh, he was pretty poor. Before that, there were a couple of matches where he'd actually hooked at half-time. He'd been so bad. Um, there's been none of that. He's been pretty solid. However, um, in that position, there's a, a couple of things to mention. Firstly, Andy Halliday was the man of the match for me in the match against Celtic at mm. Ibrox in December. And the other one is, is quite an interesting one. Borna Barisic who, after the uh, infamous match against Liverpool under-23s, 
very much appeared to be one of the three players that Steven Gerrard had referred to as being told in no uncertain terms where they were going wrong and that they they were out of the picture, their attitude was wrong. Uh, let's cut to the chase, David. You, David, works in the media. You know how this works. When we say that that information got out there, it, we meant it. To. We know it's a fact. Yeah, right. I mean, when we say that it was suggested it was the three players, it that's because it was. Yeah. So uh, the manager did have one qualification where he said, to be fair, one of them, but only one of them, came back and spoke to me the next day and said I was right, and he apologised. And I think we all thought it was Kyle Lafferty. It just, you know, it made the most sense that it was Kyle mm-hmm. Lafferty that went, went no. But on Sunday, Borna Barisic returned to the bench. Greg and Lafferty still no sign of in the match day squad. Now, he didn't get on, but still, I, I took that as significant. And he then has spoken this week about how he doesn't have a bad relationship with Steven Gerrard, that he doesn't want to leave. He does see his future at Rangers next season. Is there a, a possibility that we might see him in this match? Or it's Flanagan, who has done nothing wrong in the last four matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is he in possession of the shirt and therefore fares fair? It's on Barisic, if he has came to Gerard the day after and apologised and told him the gaffer's right, and if he is wanting to stay at Rangers and fight for his place, I, I, I still think he'll, he'll be away over the summer, but if he wants to stay and fight and he wants to put the work in, fair enough, he deserves that opportunity. Not in this match, however, games against Celtic, um, when you have not shown anything beforehand that you're able to put up with it, is 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 not the time for you to start. You need to be able. You need to have that trust in the player first before you can throw him into a situation like that. Talking about Flanagan as well, I've I mean I, I've stated several times I'm not a fan of Flanagan for several reasons, but it would be extremely hypocritical of me to say that Defoe shouldn't lose his jersey then say that John Flanagan should. I would I would like to put Andy Hardy in there, but. Again, I think you need to go fairs fair and say for for at least the end of the season, the left-back position is John Flanagan's. Yeah, I, I can understand where you're coming from on that one. And I, I think that will be, incidentally. I don't see mm. there, there being a change to the team that started last week because, of course, Ryan Kent went off at half-time ill, um, I think, as a precaution more than anything else. Mm. And the thing about Ryan Kent is he turns up in these matches. He turns up in big games, especially. He's got that touch of the... George Alberts, Andy Gorham, that the quickest way to a Rangers uh, to a Rangers fan's heart is through an old firm match. Mm-hmm. And he is absolutely the key man for us. He destroyed Lustig uh, uh, a couple of times. Um, so bad, and he uh, then destroyed Boyata so badly that he injured himself. Uh, Boyata had to go off afterwards. He relishes these matches, and for me, he, he is the key to us getting a victory on Sunday. Oh, yeah, I mean... Kent will be rubbing his hands all week looking for this one. He's, you know, he's he's putting his best performances arguably against Celtic this season. He'll be up for this, you know, especially after what he done in December at Ibrox against them. And to that point as well, David, about what he done in defence, they will not fancy coming up with him again because they know he can destroy him. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Celtic maybe try to kick him out of the game. You know, Scott Brown up to his, you know, tricks because he can't play football or can do his kick people. I can't. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Kent uh, being the target of such targets, but thankfully the boy's talented enough and he's good enough that he can simply play around him, and I hope that's the case. If we are to win on Sunday, yep, Ryan Kent's going to be huge for us. 
There's been a bit of online chatter this week about Rangers, uh, and Rangers are still in talks over Ryan Kent um, mm. with Liverpool. At the moment, it seems if he is going to return next season, it'd be most likely on another loan. The player does yeah. want to stay at Ibrox, but there has been talk about Rangers, and they have been exploring ways to make a permanent transfer. And obviously, the amount of money that some English clubs will be able to come in with for Ryan Kent, we we can't match. But there was talk of Rangers paying up to six million pounds for him and offering Liverpool, if you like, to almost make up the difference in a sell-on fee. Mm. And that, that generated some chatter. And the first thing you think is, well, six million. Is Ryan Kent worth six million to us? And you think that's a lot of money. And, and yeah, he's been brilliant at some points, but other matches, not so good. And it's a lot. We're, we're really making them the main man with that. Against that, we could go out and buy six, spend six million on a more experienced player or a bigger name or whatever. There's no guarantee that they will come and settle. We've seen that so often in our strange little league that. Players that you think, yeah, he's going to... You only need to look at some of the guys that have left Ibrox that we've thought were total flops that have gone and starred in what we might consider to be a better league. Mm-hmm. And Ken, I just think it's going to get better. Um, he's at that age where, yeah, you're you're kind of buying a bit potential, but he is going to improve. He's, as he settles and gets better and more confident, he's going to become a, a far better footballer. Is it maybe although it's a lot of money for us and it's a gamble, that it's a different type of gamble to saying, okay, we're buying this guy for six million, everyone's excited about, but we don't know if he's going to take to life in, in Scotland. Yeah, uh, We were talking about that this week in Adam Thornton's Tonk Teds, weren't we? The difference between being a good football and being a good Rangers player, the two of them aren't always the same thing. For me, six million is, you know, about right on the threshold of what I'd pay for Ryan Kent. And I totally agree, you know, I think when we're paying that money, he is going to be expected to be the main man. But I think he would be able to handle that. And as well, when it comes to Ryan Ken, I think he's only going to get better and better. Uh, preferably, I would like to see, if it was, you know, if we were in an ideal world, I'd like to see him brought in on a, another year's long loan. Because to be perfectly honest, David, whether we sign on permanently or not, I, I think one more year's all we're going to get out of Ryan Ken. Even if we sign him this year, I think, come next uh, next June or next August, we'd be selling them on anyway. Oh, so it's maybe a case of you know an investment and a speculate to accumulate job. No. And that's interesting. When people talk about the clubs that do really well when they sell on players, one of the uh, not always mentioned things is that you get clubs in France. Lyon were very good at this. And uh, obviously Ajax have their youth system, but mm. they're also very good at, at buying in players. But you do tend to have to pay the three, four million. You know, that's the type of level that you get these guys at. Then hopefully you sell them on at 15, 20, etc. But there's usually an initial outlay. And, you know, we got spectacularly fortunate with Alfredo Morelos to pick yeah. him up for a million quid. But very rarely do you get that. It's generally, if you look at these guys that end up moving for 30, 40 million, the initial spend has been five, six. Uh, or whatever to to get them in the door so maybe we do have to think about he is likely to generate a profit, he's likely to do as a turn maybe we go that extra few bob but it is a lot of money, a lot of money for us As I mean you know talk about even two years ago the thought of Rangers spending 6 million on the one player would be unfathomable it's something that we've been certainly in my lifetime, uh, David, been absolutely garbage at as well, getting bringing players in and selling them one for a profit. Uh, hello, Martin Bain, if you're listening. Uh, it is an investment, and 
we can look at that way as well. He is, I think, if he's going to get better, then we're going to sell him on for a profit. Even looking at the the other side as well from the playing side, David, are we talking? About, we talk about the players we need to bring in that are going to be good enough to win us the league. Ryan Ken of the people in the squad now is one of the players who are good enough that we can, you know, pin our hopes and win the league title on. Now, these games are won and lost in the midfield pretty much always yeah. for me. And Rangers midfield has probably been settled for the first time this season with um, Ryan Jack, Glenn Kamara and Stephen Davis. And I want to focus a little bit on Stephen Davis. His form this last month has been far more what we thought we would get. The manager at the press conference said he's 100% fit now and he's showing the, the quality and class, but also in a maybe a slightly different role to the one we envisioned where he's just sitting at the bottom of the midfield He's not mm. your traditional holding player, but from there he can manage a game, he can boss a game, he can influence a, a different type of player, but it's working really well for us. Yeah, it's almost like a quarterback kind of role. Um, it's Yeah, it's just the evolution of a player. Uh, I think Stephen Davis, the first time around, was a very underrated old firm performer. He always uh, always done a job against them for the most part, and but... You know, he only got a couple of goals. who probably never got the the praise of someone like you know a Kenny Miller or a Yelovich did at that point. Always, always uh, putting a shift against them. He's coming back here a different player now. He knows what it means going up against them. Uh, he won't be intimidated by the likes of Scott Brown because he spent his other Rangers career absolutely bossing him for four years. So yeah, he's another guy that's going to be uh, vital to us on Sunday. I'm very much looking forward to seeing. Um, how he performs on Sunday in that role because it is a different game going against him from everything. You know, it's it's a better team than what we faced uh, the last few weeks. Let's let's not kid ourselves on. But there's also that pressure as well. Stephen Davis again, you know, being that he's got the experience of Boston Celtic, he's got the the ability, and I think and he's a different player now. But in many ways, he's a better player, uh, a more intelligent player. Even again, he's another guy that's going to be huge for us and. The game will be won and lost uh, on Sunday in the midfield. If Celtic, you know, overrun us like they've done in the past, we will lose the game. Stephen Davis, I think, with his experience and what he can do, he won't let that happen. One other change uh, that we should have mentioned, there will be certainly one change from last week's team, and that is in goals, because uh, as we yeah. covered <laughs> on the Alan McGregor's moment of madness, uh, Rangers, I think quite rightly, not appealing it. On the grounds that there was nothing to appeal, and uh, Alan McGregor will be suspended, uh, means a return to the first team for Wes Fodring. Now, Wes has proved an able deputy this season, he's a perfectly good yeah. goalkeeper, but it is a step down in quality. I mean, the biggest criticism you can have of uh, Fod is that he's not Alan McGregor, which is you know, unfortunate. Um, yeah, he's I've got no fears over um, Wes coming in there, he's a good keeper, uh, probably too good to, to be a backup. Um, even at a club like Rangers, I imagine he'll get moved on over the summer as well. But yeah, no fears with uh, Wes coming into the side on Sunday. It's a shame though because there is that point that Al McGregor can make the saves that Wes can't. But you know, it's going to have to be something exceptional uh, to make the difference here. I, I've got no fears with that. Yeah, I'm the same, but uh, he's, he's not as good. We know that. No, it's the, the difference between a good goalkeeper and a great goalkeeper, and that's that's all there is to it. It's ability, and some yeah. people have more of it than others. So, uh, But as you say, to, to be able to call on someone like him as your number two is is great. You know, I'm, I'm perfectly mm-hmm. happy with that. I think he'll come in and do a good job. Okay, David, it's prediction time. Um, how do you see this match on Sunday going? 
you know, I, I've said I've been confident. I've been confident for a few weeks now, so I'm going to go for a confident prediction. 3-0 Rangers. I'm slightly less confident than that, but still very. I'm going to go for 2-0 Rangers. Uh, and I would be extremely... We should want this more. We should need this more yeah. than they do. And it's an opportunity to go out and lay down a marker for next season. In the grand scheme of things, I'm not going to lie to anyone. It doesn't really mean anything. Uh, winning this match, they have you know won the war. This is just a, mm-hmm. uh, an extra skirmish. But it's important to us for our psychology. It's important to us to give the fans something. And it's important for us to go into the, the new season with a bit of momentum. We've put away Aberdeen, we've put away Hibs recently, two bogey teams that we needed to, to for the same reasons. It didn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things, but it, it was important to us as a team and as a club and as a support. And this falls into that category. So I'm I'm backing them to go and do it. Um, hopefully they won't leave us with uh, egg in our faces. Who who wants to be in any way comparable to Kurt Broadfoot? So <laughs> hopefully Rangers will go and get the job done on Sunday. And uh, if you want to follow the build-up and the aftermath to that, then join us on patreon.com. Uh, along with 3,500 other Rangers mad fans, you will be able to listen to a, a, a much deeper tactical preview on the show. You'll be able to listen to immediate post-match reaction from a few of us at the game. And then, of course, on Monday, we'll be back with uh, the free show dealing with... Uh, we may even have a phone-in on Sunday night, so who knows? Loads of content, and it starts at just one ninety nine per month. Actually, less than one ninety nine per month, because it's one ninety nine in dollars. I think it works out about £1.80. So you honestly cannot get better value in any sporting field than that over a hundred hours of content every single month trust me you will enjoy it just go to patreon.com forward slash heart and hand that's patreon.com forward slash heart and hand just time to thank our executive producers in london mr paul myers and uh, a very 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 drunken and happy mike lee he's a spurs fan uh, he does the Spurs show uh, on our network here, so you will be aware that he's having quite the week of it. And of course, my uh, my thanks to the wonderful Mr. David Marshall. No, pleasure, David. Uh, Rangers, just go do it on Sunday. Yeah, get it done, folks. We'll be back on Monday with full analysis of it. Until then, have a great weekend. Bye. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.